Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Money keep rolling in. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. <laughs> I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. Oh, I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back to a, another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We have LJ Pops, Uncle Hello. Tony. I think I have seen a drink in both Uncle Tony and Pops' hand, so we are in tune for a go. Oh, three drinks. I'm the only one without a drink right now. So well, you got hoo-hoo, <laughs> We are in tune for a big podcast. Trust me, you do not want to just go ahead and do whatever you're doing, just as you already have done. Just press play, pop your feet up, whether you got the earbuds in or you're in the truck. Keep your on the road if you're in the vehicle. But other than that, yeah, keep you got it on the pedals too. Hour plus. Kevin, just tell them, sit back and dig while we do it to you and your eardrum. <laughs> Here we go. First, first, let me ask you guys, how, how are things going? What's going on? Going good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all Bronco's good. Being an honorary J, so you know we're good. There we go. And we're we are just cruising right into the holiday season. I don't know. I don't know if you guys uh, have gotten there. Of course, the pod would never get there because you know we're here for the people. But this is about that time of the year in, in the office in the workplace where. You start seeing people uh, do, a, we'll, we'll just say load management, you know, already turning into the holidays and they're already kind of like, ah, there's 16 more days left in the year. What if we just take the next two weeks off? Like, well, I'm still technically at work, but mentally yeah. I'm only halfway there. Have y'all caught any of that yet? Or have you done that? Have you found yourself? Oh, man, I've been going into those meetings saying, you know what? Let's talk about this next year. Let's talk about <laughs> this next year. I've been on Let's, load management since July. What are you talking about? <laughs> since 2006. <laughs> yeah, July of what? <laughs> going on 30 years now. <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah, it's, it's that time of the year where LJ, you, you got the right. It's the, you get those emails like, "Let's circle back around to this around January second or so." Let's let's have this conversation then. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have a uh, the NFL week was we had a good week as LJ said. The Broncos beat an honorary J. The Cowboys won. Maybe shouldn't have. We had we had some. Oh, Uncle Tony's mad about two point conversions again. Uh, we, really, man. We have COVID kind of screwing up some NFL stuff. We'll have to get into. We got a lot, but real quick, I guys, I, I found a stat that oh boy, I, I have to throw this to you. Love a stat. I can already, I can already tell you who's going to be in the Super Bowl right oh. now. Oh, okay, yeah. No, but let no, me no, write no, this. Oh, let me pull up. Uh, yeah. Let me pull up my bookie real quick. Yeah, pull, pull up, pull up the odds real quick because as a so this is uh, December fourteenth, and I'm here for the people. So I just want to, I want to put money in your pocket. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, please. Let me. There have been. A recent trend in Super Bowl championship in Super Bowl champions in relation to bye weeks in the last five years. Okay, so 
This is strange but true, but in 2016, the Super Bowl champion, well, it was the 2016-17, Super Bowl champion was the Patriots. Their bye week was in week nine. Hold on, I'm throwing some. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, now I figured it out. I almost messed up my stats. Just in time, Kim. Their bye week, (laughs) the Patriots won the 2017 Super Bowl. Their bye week was in week nine. Then, in 2017-18, the following year, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Their bye week was in week nine. 10. The following year, the Patriots, of course, won Super Bowl again. They're by week 11. Are you starting to see where our trend's I do. going? I see where this is going. The Chiefs I am, I am then seeing won, a trend. That's weird. Yeah. The, yeah. the Chiefs <laughs> then won Super Bowl by week week 12. The Bucks won Super Bowl by week week 13. Okay. Now, you would think oh. the trend has to end because bye weeks don't happen after week 13. Ah, record oh. scratch. The NFL added a week to the year. So we had some bye weeks in week 14. Teams on by in week 14 were the Patriots, Eagles, Dolphins, and Colts. So we know one of those four teams, I guess I kind of teased a little (laughs) too much. One of those four teams will win Super Bowl. I mean, it's just facts. They all technically still have a chance. Who who are we throwing money down on? The the Dolphins technically, you know, I think they have to win out, which would mean like a 12 or 13 game winning streak to end the year. That'd be a move. Uh, the Patriots. I mean, the, the other trend is the Patriots kept popping up in this graphic a lot. Uh, are we seeing a Mac Jones, Bill Belichick Super Bowl run? What do we think, guys? Is this a is this a trend we're following? Or are we just saying um, screw that? It's going to be the Cowboys all the way. <laughs> that is what I was thinking, man. You you had me there, yeah, boy. Yeah, you're on fire today, you're kid. In my head, man. Fuego. Uh, no, I yes. y- yeah, I I'd say of all those teams, you'd have to go with the. The Colts. Carson Wentz. Oh. <laughs> the Colts. Yeah. They're running the football. So that's uh, a plus 3,500. Just saying. Just saying. There you go. Plus 3,500. We are, the JPP pod is putting money in the listeners' pockets. Again, you want to throw down for the Dolphins, 25,000. You know, I'm just saying. Just saying. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that right there. Shout out to Brian Flores. We, the, the Tua non, that, that group will get really big if Tua pulls that off. Um, <laughs> Did you say right. Tua non? You haven't seen that? That's a thing on the internet. Oh, that's a thing on the internet. There's a group, the Tua non group, that's trying to make sure the media knows. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a little teaser. What we have coming for you, we have a lot. Let, let's get into let's get into everything. But before we do that, real quick, let's get a word from our sponsor. You know, it's uh, it's not every day that you can double your money, but with uh, my bookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their uh, double deposit bonus for all new users. That's right. With uh, MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use my promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. There's a game on Monday night, as there usually is, you know, Everyone's continuing to climb the quest for the AFC's title. You know, I don't know. Buffalo's been looking good because Kansas City's all right sometimes. Uh, But, uh, you know, the Packers are the Packers and, uh, you know. It's a disgrace, but yes, neither here nor there. Uh, you know, look for look for all of it to cover the spread. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code Sports Drink and my bookie. That's uh, promo code Sports Drink to double your initial deposit all the way up to a thousand dollars. You bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. That's mybookie.ag promo code Sports Drink. Happy holidays, y'all. 
Seems like it was about 15, 20 years ago or so, I moved out here to Wyoming to start my career as a rodeo clown. Went to not sure our cold. Luckily, I've got my, my lady here and my dog to keep me warm. Horses outside, neighing in the distance. But I'm still thankful this time of year that I have a community somewhere, somewhere out yonder where we can all reconvene together after all of the turkey and the heated discussions at the dinner table. Talk about what really matters. Our favorite sports teams. So this holiday season, reach out to the ones you love and let them know about Spotify Green Room and tell them, hey, if you're looking for a place to meet up and talk with folks about sports or well, hell, any other kind of entertainment thing that you can think of, why don't you just go on over there and give Spotify Green Room a chance? That's Spotify Green Room. Y'all get blasted in the ears now. Happy holidays. All right, guys, we need to talk about um, a situation that the NFL is having right now. And obviously, this is a situation that the the world is having, and it's just impacting the NFL. And uh, first off, I start this with, once again, COVID sucks. And this is is very annoying. More people know than, than I, but I mean, this is a very annoying. It's impacted a lot of lives. But what we're seeing in the NFL right now, on Monday, the league saw 37 positive tests. So now, and then I think on Tuesday, I haven't kept up with everything, but I know there was a, a, a slew of Rams that tested positive. I think there's a few more. Alex Madison at the Vikings tested positive. So there's they keep rolling in, and now the league and the players union are looking into changes to 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 possibly change protocols. And it, from what I'm seeing, it looks like while the vaccine does significantly reduce the risk of any serious COVID infections mm-hmm. with all these new variants and then just with the vaccine maybe – losing a little bit of effectiveness over time, your chances of contracting the virus are going up. And and we're in a situation where the world's opening up, obviously a lot more. You have that, uh, as Odell Beckham would say, you have that mutual respect with the virus <laughs> now that you have the vaccine, where where you just feel like you're, you have a little more safety. But, I mean, it's still going around. This, not only, I mean, as someone who, I, it didn't affect me, but there was a lot of fantasy playoffs on the line, and you might have had Tyler Higby going into Monday night, and then he gets scratched. I think this is only going to happen a lot more. And then we got the playoffs rolling around. Tony, I, I think you kind of brought it up. Is do you see this making a big impact on the the down the stretch regular season run in the playoffs? Well, I think it does if they don't make any changes. Uh, so you know, one of the things, and, and Kevin, we don't want to we don't want to pontificate scientifically. Here on the here on the podcast, I never try I do, to pontificate, but um, well, anyway, not not much. But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express, so I guess I'm qualified. All right, let's go. That's so uh, you know, scientifically, they've said, and I was reading something that they think the Omicron variant may be the variant that ends the pandemic because it is so uh, it it does spread uh, easier than any of the variants, but it, it causes the least amount of symptoms. Now that's still just a theory, not a fact. So I don't want any. Yeah, don't go having you know, your chicken pox parties to, yet. Yeah, yeah, no two anons out there. So, uh, <laughs> but. Um, 
But if that's, that's the not case, having Aaron Rodgers Halloween parties yet. That's right. right. So so what happens is it, it spreads and, and you get that and, and those that aren't vaccinated, the antibodies get there and it, it makes it where all of a sudden, you know, that it, it can't spread as spread as much. And then it just becomes the flu. Right. I mean, every, it, and everybody has a flu season. So we'll see um, if that's We've the case. Flu games. Y- yeah, we have. Yeah. 40. Anyway, uh, but <laughs> for the NFL, they've got to make a choice. Um, they've either got to, if they're going to continue the amount of testing that they're doing, then they're going to have to, if they want to, the season to continue and not have any delays, they're going to have to start to quarantine some teams or, or, or do something here down the stretch, I think. And that may be, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, players union is, is looking at, but, or they could back off of their testing. Cause uh, I, I did read where it's the majority of these positive tests and players are asymptomatic. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for the fact they were being tested, you wouldn't know. And that doesn't make it right. I want to be clear with the listeners that that doesn't make it right. I mean, you know, because it's always been, we're not as worried about these players as we are the people that they're, you know, that they're exposing and these 60, 70 year old coaches that are out there, except Mike Zimmer. I don't think he qualifies. We've, We've seen that evidence <laughs> as we talk, as we told you last yeah, week. So, uh, but that's the deal, right? We we don't want that, you know, continue to spread the virus like that. And and so, um, either they need to quarantine them, or or the the testing needs to be backed off, or something. Uh, otherwise, I think they're going to find a, a lot more positives as we go down the stretch. Yeah, I think the things they're pontificating are different, diff- like changing up the testing methods, maybe. More often and less like right before the game because we saw with Tyler Higby, he tested positive, well, but then tested negative twice right after. I will say but, they actually don't test right before the game. They test on Mondays. That's the well, thing. Well, so for a Monday night game, yeah. that affected. Right. And so he and tested the reason positive. is because they want to test after a majority of the games. They don't want Which to Which in have the those, playoffs, yeah. they're Saturday-Sunday games. So I, I, I saw you getting ready to say something, LJ. What, what, what's your kind of just – off of what me and Tony have said so far and just the, what we're seeing in the NFL. Well, I think the big things I think Tony's already hit is like we really need to to work out sort of the the algorithm of contagibility, right? I don't think that's the word, but uh I don't think that is a good. Word. Wow. But uh <laughs> but we need to yeah, that's the episode title. Uh, uh <laughs> terrible episode title. I would not click on that. Uh Shit, but no, uh, that's my the new, best ability is contagibility. <laughs> but that's my new EDM like, band. <laughs> algorithm of contagibility. I'd listen to that. Um, but, uh, but, I, but I think that that's the important thing is like how contagious um, is a player, right? Because I think that's one of the things we know is like a vaccinated asymptomatic person, much less contagious than someone that's coughing a lot. Right. So like, I think uh-huh. like there may be some sort of like factor of, of how do you weigh that? Right. If somebody has a cough versus doesn't maybe, or something like that. Um, I think it's also worth noting that I think today the NFL laid down that they are going to require uh uh, boosters for tier one and tier two workers. So that should have Correct. a huge effect on it, I think. But uh, but I know Omicron also is a big breakthrough uh, uh, COVID variant. Like it comes through right. vaccines pretty commonly. <clears throat> but the booster should help a lot. So so it, it is like it's one of those things that does really, really matter. And I think the most interesting thing is that uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, cannot be tested for it until after the NFC championship game. Uh, because uh, once you've got it, you're actually like, you don't have to be tested for like, I don't know, a couple of months or something like that. 
So, oh, so Aaron Rodgers, big brain. He he was out. Yeah, his next system. test is actually before the Super Bowl. Um, Not only was he smarter, <laughs> smarter with us on the whole immunized, vaccinated stuff, but now he, he he was playing the long game the whole time. He knew what he was doing. Well, and I think that's kind of the thing, right? Like, so the Rams maybe should be throwing those chicken pox parties um, right now. So because they're probably going to make the playoffs and they'll probably all be recovered by the time they get back. Then you don't get tested till the end of the season. I don't know. Again, that again, as as Tony threw out, that's just a theory. We're just <laughs> we're not scientifically. I don't know if there's anything to back the what LJ said, but hang on, what, it's a thought. What I'm saying, what, what I'm saying is that the NFL won't test you. That's all I'm saying. Let's let's right, skirt the right. NFL's rules. I mean, COVID will, will kill you if it wants to. Um, we don't have any control over that, but we do have control over Roger Goodell because he has to write down the rules at some point. Um, maybe not for there pass interference. One thing- we're not talking about the fucking Bills game, but. <laughs> there's, there's one thing I feel confident in, that Roger Goodell will have a, will find a way to bungle just about anything possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pops, I have I was I had a thought, but I wanted to give you the. Uh, do you have any rebuttal or any thoughts coming off of what they said? I mean, no, honestly, I am I am so sick of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just over. That it. was my overall thing. I was like, yeah. I'm just I'm tired, tired of talking this. about it. Just let's get it over, get it done, and move on. But you know, it is what it is. So that's it. All kind I have of to feels say. like. It kind of feels like I, I don't think we're actually going to see. I mean, maybe a team does decide to try to throw a COVID party and, <laughs> uh, and, and go ahead and get that knocked out of the way. Uh, but it, I, I, I kind of think the teams that if you really are serious about winning the Super Bowl, you may have to talk to your players and you can't force them to do this. But well, go back to last year and say, hey, we just for, for the next two months, we're going to need you to get isolate. really serious and, and, and not – not go to the don't don't go get your lemon pepper wings from that strip club, you know, maybe <laughs> stay home this weekend and and maybe mask up when you go out or order order in just for the two weeks. So we because I think it could happen to where on a Saturday game where we have the playoffs if Jalen Ramsey, I mean, I'll, he doesn't have to get tested again, I guess, but a star player tests positive for the virus. And that changes the the outlook on the game, especially if a quarterback, mm-hmm. I would I mean, I, I don't know if it, Tom Brady were to that changes the way the Bucks you feel about them beating anybody. So I, I think you, you might look at your players and go, Hey, we, I know this is, we're tired of talking about, we're tired of dealing with it, but for two months, if we really want to try to win the Super Bowl, we need to get serious with that. Unless the NFL makes some drastic changes. I don't know what else. Cause I just, this virus sucks yeah. and it's annoying and it's going to stick around at least for a little while longer. So, yeah. All right, let's get into the action on the field. Let's talk about some games. And um, the first one, I have a few notable ones to go through. And the first one I wrote down was uh, not necessarily the best game. In fact, it was a terrible, it was a blowout yes, game. Yes, sir. But I thought LJ would enjoy talking about this. Actually, it's probably one of two blowouts he would love to talk about today. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about the Chiefs beating the Raiders um, by a score of 48 to nine. Uh, just to lay out, last October, the Raiders beat the Chiefs 40 to 32 and took a legitimate, like legit, walked around victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium, really just flaunting that they won. And you know what? To the winner goes the spool. I mean, I, I don't know if I would do it. The Chiefs have been pretty good in the AFC for a while. They got a guy at quarterback who's decent. And he's um, young. May stick around for young. a sec, yeah. And you play him twice a year. He's in your division. Uh, but, you know, whatever. You did win. And then before Sunday's game, the Vegas players had a team meeting. But it's not only did they have a team meeting on top of the Chiefs midfield logo. They actually had the team meeting at the 25-yard line. Then when the Chiefs went into the locker room, <laughs> then they moved it oh, to the 50-yard line. 
and and pretty much wanted to like, you know make a point to step on the logo. And we know as we've learned, but Baker Mayfield's learned about putting flags in places. You know, you just don't step on a man's logo. To learned that the yeah, I was about to say if Roy Williams was out here, you know there'd be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was interesting because that was actually the last time for any Raiders offensive player that they would reach midfield <laughs> just before halftime. Um, KC went on to kick their ass. I don't know if there's any other way to say it. They uh, started the game with the scoop. Here, here's just a look at the Raiders' first few drives. KC gets a scoop of score on the Raiders' first offensive play of the game. Then the next drive, Raiders, six plays and punt. Raiders, next drive, six plays and punt. Raiders, next drive, four plays and punt. Raiders, two plays and a pick. Raiders, three plays and a fumble. And then before you could even stop to the fridge to go ref- go get a new uh, refreshment or maybe refill your drink, you look up at the scoreboard and the Chiefs were up 35 to zero. Anybody who played the Chiefs money line there, you're, you're, you can quit watching that game. You're good. That part of the parlay is fine. Um, LJ, thoughts? I think my favorite thing about it, I've got to admit, my favorite thing about it is, uh, do you know when a majority of Chiefs players found out about this uh, this team meeting? I believe it was after the game. Yeah, it was, it was in post-game interviews. So <laughs> you didn't even poke the bear and wake up the bear. They were just doing their job. So it's pretty embarrassing <laughs> for the LA or the LV uh, Raiders. That's uh, that's pretty sad. Um and and also I've never seen something age so so quicker. Like it was like you saw like some journalists who they were like, "What a bold move! I love the I love the rivalry." And look at these guys; they don't back down from anybody. And literally, you blink and you're like, "They scored like red zone." Kept going, and yeah, the, they the don't Chiefs they don't back down turnover. from anybody until the clock starts, and then they just quickly <laughs> step aside. <laughs> you know, uh, it was go ahead, Tony. Yeah, I, I call that the old Eddie Haskell trick, right? <laughs> You get out there and acted all badass, and then all of a sudden, Mrs. Cleaver shows up. Oh, Mrs. Cleaver, how nice to see you! No, they that was that was pitiful, just yeah. pitiful. You gotta love it, and and that it's interesting that the Chiefs player said, "Oh, we we didn't know about this. They did what?" <laughs> yeah, so yeah, pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing. Just out there doing their uh, jobs. The 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 Chiefs do uh, pops. The Chiefs look. We we said it now for a couple of weeks that things seemed like it was working. Uh, kind of look a little scary over there in Kansas City. If you're if you're an AFC team, they they now are in like legit contention for that number one seed. It, the AFC could go through Arrowhead well, with they, a defense on one side of the ball. And uh, I actually think again, it's likely yeah. to go through Arrowhead. To be honest, yeah, yeah. What Pops, is their I mean, record? Their record is not good. Four. Yeah. They, yeah, four. they are tied for first right now as far as just records go. And uh, the Titans, who are beat up and, and losing games here and there, uh, and the Patriots, who have to play the Bills again, and they eked that bad boy out. Um, oh, I'm, I, God, I'm Tom Brady. Uh, I'm Tom Brady-headed. I do um, that, too, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I did in the email. <laughs> uh, but the Patriots, well, the Patriots just keep winning. But, I mean, that's their competition right now. So I think they've got a good shot at it playing these games in Kansas city in the middle of January. So yeah, is, I mean, pops, where do you still have LJ? Do you still have uh, the odds pulled up or the, what are the odds of the chiefs making Super Bowl? Are they the number one team? Uh, in the they AFC? are the number one team in the AFC. They're number two team overall. I, it goes Buccaneers than chiefs, but they're a plus 600 plus. Six. So all this, Shit, I figured they what, were minus by now. <laughs> <laughs> what cracks me up is, we, we feel like we have team chaos. We have five teams within a game of the number one seed in the NFC. We have five teams within a game of the number one seed in the AFC. It's chaos. It's beautiful, except for we're going to get a rematch. Tom Brady versus the Chiefs in the playoffs <laughs> in the Super Bowl. It's, all, it's, it's just happening. Yeah. Tony, yeah. 
I will say, think? yeah, I'll say this, and and I don't know about that rematch. Kansas City's uh, playoff uh, road is going to be a lot tougher this year. But um, you know, the thing that's scary about Kansas City, and and shout out to Prestige Worldwide. If it's the Chiefs and the Titans, the, the dude called it the first of the year. He's you know he said the Titans are going to be the hardest thing for the Chiefs to get through. Now I don't think he saw the Patriots doing what they're doing, but um, the Chiefs are running the football. And, you know, we were talking six, seven weeks ago that if these guys don't learn how to run the football, they're just going to – they just can't survive. And and now, even with the – you know, CEH is back, but Gore's one week, Daryl Williams this – you know, another week. And mm-hmm. they, they got are, a few different they, running backs I like. Yeah, they are really running the football. And if they can do that, that means Mahomes doesn't have to run the football. That means you've got to defend them all over the field, those two deep safeties that everybody's been running against them for the last fifteen games. Yep, it's gonna have anymore. to. It's gonna have to change, and mm-hmm. as soon as it does, then we'll, we'll we should see Mahomes uh, take that next step and, yeah. and go forward. They, right. They're pretty tough I right now. You're right. Pretty tough. You're right. You're pretty tough right now. Well, I think one of you smart talking heads said the Chiefs needed to win what two of the next three here a while back, and they won four and, of the next and, four. Lost and they're on a six game winning streak <laughs> yeah. now. So, well, yeah, well, mm. we we set the bar. You know, we want we want makeable goals here. Boy, when we set that bar, I thought play. it was a high bar. Right. I mean, just seriously, yeah. I thought that was like a that was a pretty stout call. But uh, yeah, I didn't realize their defense was going to turn into the steel curtain. I mean, they don't, they're not even scoring. I mean, I mean, yeah. they're scoring on the Raiders because. The, 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 the Raiders are idiots, they, but <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. And, and maybe the IT uh, staff could figure this out, but they traded a defensive player or cut a defensive. They player. got Melvin Ingram. They traded for Melvin Ingram. They traded. That looks like the steal of yeah. the, the trade deadline. Yeah. Right okay. And that's where Melvin Ingram came from the, the uh, Steelers, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and, and that's when Tomlin made the great quote, we want, Volunteers, not drafted play or something like that. What, what was his quote? Tomlin has I, a lot of quotes. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's he's a quote machine. I usually am behind almost all of Tomlin's quotes, but I do think he kind of got bitten the tookus yeah. with that one. Yeah, <laughs> the tookus is exactly where I was thinking. Kevin is the, um, he got bit in the tookus. So I don't know if that if that Chiefs, Chiefs defense stays what they are now. I mean, I could see maybe regressing to the mean <clears> at some point. I, there are still some some guys on the back end. I mean, what? What we're seeing is it looks like they're healthy up front, Tony. That's I think week three or yeah. four. I remember you saying they just need to get healthy up front. And now all of a sudden, Melvin Ingram's playing good, and just up in that line, they're getting pressure with with four guys. And we we we've said this forever. You get pressure with four guys, it's yeah. just tough. To, it's it makes all your corners better. It makes everybody ten times better. Hey, they still got that guy, that safety, Tyron Matthew. I, I mean, wanted to bring up Tyron Matthew yeah. Potts because that something about I don't know what it is. And I, we joke like we say like oh he just has a nose for the ball and all these little things he legitimately does every time there's a fumble or there's an interception or a ball tipped you just see him running by it's been that way since the LSU days and actually Ryan Clark had a tweet Ryan Clark's uh, at ESPN now he's former defensive back uh, actually went to LSU as well but he said there was a baby born in Louisiana as the priest prayed over his newborn body he said quote. Every bouncing football we drawn to you. Leather and string will flock to you like fish to water. That young man was named Tyron Matthew. He now lives that prophecy today in Kansas City. I mean, he's joking, but some that is crazy. That uh, the ball is an on blog ball and it bounces all over awesome. the place, except for it bounces directly into 14's hands all the, or what I can't remember what number he is right now. That is but awesome. He 
Pops, he's just he's really he's just so good. I don't understand how he's been on four teams now because he's been good at every team. He's well, it's been like on. I think like if I were if I were doing the Madden ratings, I would just like uh, make Taron Matthew a uh, a seventy overall, but then just every now and then pop him to a ninety nine, just randomly in the middle of a play. You never know what it's going to be as the as the defensive coordinator. It's just going to happen periodically. It was like back on remember like one of the old NCAA's. You had impact players, and every yeah. now and then get in the zone, it would start blinking, yeah. and I think like they would just happen to make a play. That's Matthews every in the now zone. and then. <laughs> one or two, once or t- one, about once every other drive or so, he just gets in the zone, and you just know like there's a three play window where the ball has like a sixty percent chance of ending up in his, at his hands yeah. at some point. It's, it's, it's insane. We need to go do that honey. Look at that honey badger video again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. honey badger. He don't give a shit. That honey badger. He don't give a shit. <laughs> honey badger is a bad mofo, dude. <laughs> and he seems like the leader of that locker room. Yeah. He seems like a great dude off the off the field too. I, I just it's, it seems it's like he's, he's really grown up. I mean, yeah, and I, think I he's you know, grown I to, but, I don't but think he's he really been has. Man, he's he's he's, he's matured up. nicely. His athletic ability is is as good as anybody's. Yeah. And and uh, I think you're right. I think he's a leader in that in that locker room. Agreed. He's, he's someone who's really easy to root for and all, just because he's fun, but also because I do think he's become a role model. So mm-hmm. that gets us. So as we said, there's all this chaos going on with who could be the one seed and who might make the playoffs. But we already know the Chiefs are going to play the now, I guess, eventual MVP, Tom Brady. Oh. Uh, let's go to that game. The Bucks bills Bucks beat the Bills 33 to 27. And um, mm. If if Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, then what exactly does Tom Brady to the Bills? Because the 44-year-old has now beat the former AFC East rival 10 straight times and is 33-3 and against Buffalo in his career. But what's more funny is we have a group text where we – on Sunday every now and then we'll send some texts back and forth. And we got a text from Tony. I'm not singling you out, Tony, because I think the whole group was thinking it. <laughs> yeah. but the whole group was thinking it. And you said, maybe the Bills just aren't who we thought they were and they're not that good. And then all of a sudden yep. – Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Allen started playing backyard football and yeah. decided, all right, well, we don't run the ball with our running backs, but I'm just going to run all over y'all. I'm going to sling this ball over the yard. And they came right back in that game, forced it to overtime, eventually losing to that 58-yard touchdown from Tom Brady to Prashad Perryman in overtime. Uh, what do you make – I mean, the Bills, I I, I do still uh, – it was the same stuff. They don't we, – we say it every week. They can't stop the run and they don't run. Um, what what you think about the game, Tony? Well, that was it. You know, uh, they were trying to establish a run, and, and all of a sudden they came out of halftime and, and, and basically took the shackles off of Well, Josh interesting. Allen. You say they were trying they, – they they didn't run the – the whole first half, they did not run the ball with the running back the entire first half, which is the first time that's happened, I think, since 1994, which was wild to me. That, that's wild. That's an interesting decision. And, and they just decided, so, okay, well – Screw it. We won't do it. And uh, I'm trying to look to see this number of carries that Josh Allen had. I'm, I'm trying to look He had 12 here. rushes for 109 yards. Okay. That's I think what, he accounted yeah. for 430 total yards. I mean, it was one yeah. of those games where see, through you see like – See, through So, yeah, that was uh, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. one of those where – it's one of those you see Cam Newton do in college or Vince Young do in college. You don't see Josh Allen do yeah. like NFL players doing that to NFL teams, but Josh Allen yeah. did. Go ahead, Tony. And, and it was under a softy. I, you know, you, you know – the Bucks are up, you know, twenty-seven to three at half, to, or 20, excuse, twenty-four to three at halftime. They're playing a different style of defense in the second half, and, uh, and no, no, hey, don't take anything away from Josh Allen. You know, seventeen points in that fourth quarter to tie that game it is phenomenal. But I, I think it's just one of those got got a couple of really good plays and put it in there. Uh, we've said it before; that kid can play. Uh, Josh <laughs> Allen is good. 
Uh, it's unfortunate that their defense has regressed from last year, and yeah, um, and when it's time, they're not making the play. And that Dan Brashad Perryman, you know, I'm not saying that I had three and a half points, but I'm just saying <laughs> – Kick a damn field goal, man. You don't that have to score. That was one of those games where you felt like Tampa Bay, like if you bet Tampa Bay, you're like, all right, this one's locked in. We're good to go. And if you were betting Buffalo, you're like, you already lost that ticket. You know, you're like, yeah. all right, well, damn it, yeah. we lost this one. And then it was like, oh, now they're going to cover. And Josh Allen almost scores. I think, was it was it in overtime where he yep. he tries to dive in and, and doesn't get it, and then you get a touchdown, which ends up getting the cover for the uh, the Bucks. Uh, mm. I There was that moment when you sent that text, Uncle Tony, about about the Bills. I was having a moment with Josh Allen, and as we know, I've been a little skeptical, and I thought, was maybe last year the abnormality, and he was really good last year, and that wasn't Josh Allen, and we're seeing more. But the way he played that second half was gutsy. He was running all over the place. He was taking hits. He was clearly hurt, but just kept coming back and then running on it. He was in a boot after the game. I have all the respect in the world for Josh Allen. I just fear – he, he's going to get killed because he's all they have right now. And he's, it, we're going to get the Lamar Jackson treatment where we're going to see him carted off the field if he keeps playing the way yeah. he's playing. Mm-hmm. Pops, I mean, do you have more, th- more thoughts on the, the Buffalo Bills or do you have more thoughts on Tom Brady is legit playing better than he's ever played? Well, I will say Tom Brady, and I, I sent you guys a video clip yes. where, <laughs> where apparently Romo was talking about that how he's got to move the defense with his eyes because he's not going to out, you know, he's not going to juke anybody. And he, he legit called him slow or something at one point, which he's is too slow to, to, to outrun or do anything, make a move on anybody. And he got on, and we'll have to put that on the website. It was a pretty cool rebuttal uh, uh, that he yeah. did because now he had seven rushes for 16 yards, which is obviously not the same yeah. <laughs> carry per average, but seven <laughs> rushes by Tom Brady is quite a bit. Uh, and a rushing touchdown, I believe. And right? a touchdown, and, and he, had, he was 31 or 46 for 363 in two touchdowns. So, I mean, I think he's – well, but the, the MVP, I know you mentioned earlier, is between him and Aaron Rodgers, I think, at this point, for sure. But Tom Brady's making making plays right now. The way he's maneuvering in the pocket, like he's doing things – like I. Some of those scrambles are funny, and his little rebuttal to Romo was funny. And he no. is looking kind of a little like not athletic, but you know, making plays and he's maneuvering the pocket. He's just it. I, it does not make. We we talked about pontificating science scientifically. It does not make sense that he is better right now at forty four than I think. Maybe he's playing the same level he was playing in two thousand seven when he broke all those records. Like what he's doing is insane. He's not going to retire this year or the year after. I mean, I'm, we got Tom Brady for another two or three years. I think for sure. Uh, yeah. LJ, keep with us. We'll quit talking about Tom Brady eventually. <laughs> yeah, but hang on, L. <laughs> I got Tom Brady thoughts. Go on. Uh, well, no, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I think uh, I think, are I they think late Mark at night? Zuckerberg yeah. watches Tom Brady videos <laughs> to find out how to act like a human because uh, they got a lot in common there. Um, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh. <laughs> so you wow. don't like so you don't like the Tom Brady tweets. That, well, that video was it. not hilarious. That video was like oh. so awkward. And he paid somebody to make a video for him with down with the sick. It was so dumb. It was it absolutely sounds, dumb. Uh, Pops, maybe maybe I'm being a little and, off here. And the Just reason call me out. it the, sounds like we have a hater in the yes, we have, we have no, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> clearly, and I might be the only one still left because apparently Tampa Tom, Tom's the shit, but he's not. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, uh, he, he got those runs in the same way that Peyton Manning ran a bootleg once every three years. Nobody thinks he can do it. So they just let him have 15, except runs. for he did it multiple times in that game. He, but yeah, actually, because they they thought he would never do this guy. twice. Are he you did. kidding me? He wouldn't do this <laughs> twice. That's insane. <laughs> I haven't seen him make moves like this since he, uh, 
broke Brian Erlacher's ankles back in the day. Oh, yeah, he's still he in the exact same up. shape he was when he was a college kid, which is not. Um, he's a good thrower. He's a good brain. He's a good brain. Don't get me wrong. But uh, but he's well, some would say great. <laughs> no, I well, wouldn't say he's a runner. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about runners then. And the reason this Tampa Bay team is is the number one odds, I guess, as we saw on Bell Lots in this game. If we're not, if we're moving on, you know, Lenny Lenny Fournette is oh, Lenny really Fournette. damn. Where did he learn to catch? I mean, we talked about this last week, but he was not a receiver back in college or in the pros, right? Are yeah, we? He was. I have a thought but, here, and this was a text I was having with a friend of the pod, Jared. Now, that, I think sometimes I just think NFL coaches get told something during like the draft prospect. Like they hear the scouting stuff where like Leonard Fournette can't catch and they just don't do it ever. And that's what happened with Jacksonville because all of a sudden Leonard Fournette is their leading catch. Like a lot of times he leads them. He's he's what James White was for Tom Brady back at the Patriots, except for he's also running the ball for 20, 19 carries, 113 yards and touchdown. And then we see the same thing with James Conner was that same way at Pittsburgh. They would not throw in the ball because the scouting out of when he came from the University of Pittsburgh was he's a bruiser, he's a good back from the tackles, but he doesn't really catch. Well, now he leads the league in one-handed catches. He is great out of the backfield. I mean, he's well, great. And I do of think it. there's there's something worth saying too about uh, the way quarterback throws a throws a football. Like, uh, agree. We were uh, recently Keenan Allen was talking about Justin Herbert throwing absolute bullets, and he's like, "Not nope, you just turn up the the power on the catching machine because you want that ball to come to you, or whether he throws a bullet or not." And I think like there's a decent chance Gardner Minshew's not given the soft touch. You know, he is like the Kid Rock fe- featuring monster truck of football players. Um, so he's throwing that ball hard. Um, I think that's generally the, the Jaguars play. Um, and so having somebody like Tom Brady, who I think probably has a, has a really easy catchable ball. Um, that's, I think, one of the Do you see how hard it was for LJ just to say a compliment I about know, Tom Brady? He struggled with it just yeah, for a minute. I, there, I think I stuttered through it. I think that was a, a real <laughs> problem. Uh, and it probably won't happen again. He's awkward. He's not real. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah no i think that's part of it i think like yeah i think you're dead on that <clears throat> that coaches hear that fournette can't catch the ball but then also uh you know is it, it what well, is is roethlisberger throwing to connor the same way that uh that kyler is right i don't well, know well and kyler murray's a guy who i feel like does put some he, he's puts really good touch on the ball so may, maybe you have a very good point it's just a, it, it's it's a little bit of the quarterback, and I do think maybe you get the Gardner Minshew type quarterbacks who threw it at at Leonard Fournette so damn hard mm-hmm. that they were like, "Well, he can't catch," and it's like, "Well, he just can't catch that ball. He can catch if you throw it right." And that's what Tom Brady learned. And he he's a series between him and Gronk. They still we thought Antonio Brown was important to them. I don't know if he'll ever touch the field for him again with this whole fake what backs card Arians threw that out there. <laughs> he, he but will. now they don't. He I don't will. know if they need him. I mean, Gronk is playing great. Fournette's playing great, and then Tom Brady's a robot. But Let's move on from not the game, not the okay. game. We're staying here at the game because I believe Tony still has more to be angry about, but I think it's all going to come from the same vein that LJ has. Vein, LJ, take take the floor for us. Well, can I, I? I got one thing that we've kind of passed over. I know how to fix the bills, um, straight up. Like, huh, and then we'll okay. get to the thing that that I'm sure Tony's pissed about too. Well, Sean McDermott, turn it up a little um, bit. So, so what you do is you actually try to find a way to hire Josh Allen as like I don't know a waiter or something in the city, like take him off the football team officially and then just convince him that he's playing for the bills for fun. And I think he becomes the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. Um, but like the fact that this is his job, I think he struggles with it. So you anyway. say, just don't worry about the score. Just let him play. Just yeah. Let him yeah. Have, no, have, hire have him to do something there. nine to five, um, an accountant in Buffalo. Maybe, I don't know, like something, something that's not football related. Don't worry about his job performance. It's fine. Um, and then have him just play football for fun. 
and uh, the, the big money. The problem there, LJ, is the injury risk actually goes up because, you know, regular people in Buffalo jump through tables throughout the True. week. So and uh, Aaron Rodgers broke his toe with COVID. So uh, anything True. happened to so, a quarterback. Um, but, so we fixed the bills. But what what, else, what, what about the game? So, uh, so that pass interference call that was so bad that it broke CBS. Um, I, I so, OK, it wasn't my stream. Like CBS legit it was not working the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, OK, uh, because uh, because if, if I and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've watched this like a dozen times because I'm just angry about it. Uh, the uh, Mike Evans uh, pulls the cornerback into him to initiate contact, though the cornerback throws his arms out as if to say, I'm not touching him. I'm not touching him. Um, tries to turn his head to even look at the ball, I think amid falling into being held by Mike Evans. And then the, the yellow flags come out to call pass interference on the bills, which gives the Buccaneers a first down, which they didn't deserve a crucial first leads down. right into the next play. I think was the game winning touchdown. And so if it is a penalty for the defender to do that, then uh, why was it a penalty for Stefan Diggs to do that uh, about a quarter earlier? That's that was my gripe with it was I I didn't necessarily I mean I didn't like the call but I'm like okay that's how you're calling it that's how you're calling it, except for that's not how they were calling yeah. it so they did not they they let the guys play that on was the a other gift side of the to the Buccaneers uh, that game might have ended up in a tie for all I know um, depending on you know how the next couple because I think that was third down right that was third down. That was so. I don't think it that gave them the first, but there was a holding on the other end. I think it let them replay the down, and then the next play was the Brashad Perryman touchdown. Either I way, I can't. I can't imagine that penalty was huge, that and it was hard was to. Huge. It was. It's. It's honestly hard to find footage of that penalty because CBS literally broke um, while they were filming it. But uh, but it like I think the NFL's got to be looking at that and saying our pass interference rules are wrong. They just oh are wrong. hold on. There's a door. There's a door opening. Oh, come, come on! Conspiracy Kevin wants to come in oh, for a second. Oh, can he, yeah, yeah, no, let him in. Let him in. Can can he, him? Okay, <laughs> I got a okay, jingle for so. him. <laughs> it's interesting because you're right. CBS did kind of break it. it. It's a little hard to find a replay of that. Now, I'm not saying. I'm not saying <laughs> NFL games are fixed, but the, a field goal would not have helped the Buccaneers if you were looking for the cover. But mm. a touchdown sure does help. Touchdown! All of a sudden, we're talking, we're cashing checks, and and it was interesting that 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 the way those penalties worked out, that all of a sudden Tom Brady wins in the Bucks cover and everybody's happy. I I don't well, think if that's a fixed, penalty on Mike Evans, they're not even kicking a field goal at that point. They're down at like the thirty yard. And the Bucks line. and the Bills might win. I I don't know. I just it's very interesting. And I, I if if we ever do get a situation like a Tim Donaghy, there's an NFL ref that comes out and it was there was fixing games. I'm going to go back to like, there's like a handful of like six games where I'm going to go, oh, who's refing that Tampa Bay Buffalo game? I'd like to know who was the sideline ref for that one because there, there's just some calls that, that don't make sense. And Tony, as someone who I believe was on the Bills, you agree probably with Conspiracy Kevin there. <laughs> I definitely agree with Conspiracy Kevin. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, talked a little bit about it, and I, the IT department did a great job giving some stats on it. But they have got to put the laundry in the pocket when the game is on the line. Yeah. I am so tired of these pass interference penalties on just touch calls. Uh, last night, and Kevin, I'm glad it worked out for you, but Arizona, Arizona, 
had a, a holding call against him uh, on a 20-yard scamper by Kyler Murray. That was ridiculous. And if, that, if that's Kyler a holding, then there's holding on every, on, yeah, there is holding every, every that single play. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's 30 seconds left. Let the players play. You know, let him let him get out and do this. It's got to if he trips him and knocks him down and bloodies him. Fine, call it. Yeah, but so they if it have was like a guy to going to tackle this. Kyler Murray and the lineman yeah. jumped on his back. Okay, yeah, obviously yeah. that that definitely impacted the play. But the way they called it, it's ridiculous. It, I, I and, and it happened. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the other game earlier in the day on Sunday. The same thing, a critical, uh, a, a critical third down play, and it got completed. And then they called holding on that, and it was just borderline. They got to stop. They have got to put that laundry in the pocket and and let these guys play. Just let them play. And, and, well, and I don't think they're thing, doing it. Tony was I, even if if you're not gonna put if you're not gonna put the laundry if you're gonna let them play. I, the, the the reason that Bucks Bills game was so bad to me is. Is like LJ just laid out. They let him play on one end and then didn't let him play on the opposite end. Like usually if you're a corner or receiver in a game, you realize these are how the refs are calling it. Cool. Okay. But then that they weren't consistent. I, Pops, did you, I don't know if did you have something you were going to say to Tony? No, no, I, I didn't. I didn't see that play. I, I missed that. I missed that. So. So did everyone in America. Well, yes, yeah, because, because CBS broke. CBS, <laughs> Tony, all we heard was Tony Romo started going, hey! and then it started breaking out a little bit and. Well, but but I will yeah. say, I mean, if you 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 got to be consistent in the way you call it. I don't think you can not. Yeah. You ha- I can't, Tony. I would I would differ with you in saying putting the laundry up when the game's on the line. You you got to call it consistent. I think from the first play to the last play. Um, sure. But maybe we need to revise those rules because I I do think I I mean I know what you're talking about with the uh, yeah. the, the Arizona game uh, and and that hold was you're right. If that was a hold, they're all everybody's holding. So. So if it was similar to that, I, I understand your pain. Well, and let me ask this. So I'll say, let's put this in a basketball perspective. When there's ten seconds left in a Bless. game, and the the game is tied, or one they're down one, or down two, and that ball goes underneath the basket, you're going to have to really get fouled before they call a foul. When the game's on, they're going to let the players play to make it. You're going to have to. It's going to be have to be a significant impact to the player trying to make a shot before they call a foul. I, I've watched hundreds of thousands of college games, uh, you know, pros. It's just like wrestling anyway. It's fake. So, um, uh, so, you know, but that's always wrestling. Man, those motherfuckers. Yeah. Dead, so that's yeah. always, I was just kidding. All the NBA fans out there in Sweden. I was kidding. Um, <laughs> Sweden, only in I was Sweden. kidding. <laughs> so, Sweden, yeah, I was kidding, but you know, they, that's, that's the facts. That's the facts. And so I, I just, it's just, it's really frustrating to watch because games are just taken forever. To get well, done. it does. I agree with you. I think I think uh, that the games both feel decided by referees, and the amount of time that we're sitting there is decided by yeah. referees. It doesn't feel like the the football game is the the real deciding factor yeah. in these games. Right yeah, now. I, um, and that's easily that's easily fixable. It, it, it all it takes is a call from the commissioner's office to say, okay, dial it back twenty percent, and that's all it cool. takes, and they'll do it. Well, I do think it's tougher than that. I think it's tougher than that because, like, I think it's how you define it. And because like, if my job is to call holding penalties, cause I'm the line judge or whatever, then I'm going to try to call holding penalties. That's my job. And I'm going to see when it, when it 
But be you consistent know, like in it, ALJ. That's yeah. I agree with. No, I agree with that. But I think that that's a that's a a letter of the law issue. Yeah. Um, I think that there needs to be probably let's the four of us let's uh, petition to be on the rules committee for the NFL and let's like really try to like figure out like what is a catch, what is a hold, what is pass interference, you know, and oh. and we try to line this out in clear words. LJ, not um, we've been trying I'm to figure out a catch for the last fifteen years. Yeah, no, oh, we know yeah. what a catch is though, right? Like I think we could define it if we spent if we spent a few Green hours Bay sitting in, in a room getting paid. You know, like eight hundred thousand dollars a year by the NFL, <laughs> then we'll figure out what right. a catch is. I swear to God. I'm just saying, I don't want them to blow up the whole rule book. All I'm saying is, to, <laughs> all I'm saying is, clean up the holding calls. Right? It's the it, it is yeah, the most yeah. impactful the penalty in football. Pass interference and and holding. It, clean them up. Let's go. Let the let them play. Let them play. Uh, clo- closing thoughts on this game. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. <laughs> closing thoughts on this game. After starting four and one, the Buffalo Bills are three and five in their last eight. Now, they do have three of their next four against teams with losing records. They go five and eight Carolina at the Patriots. Then the Falcons are six and seven, finishing with the Jets. So probably making the playoffs. So the only winning team they they might have just beat. Uh, if it weren't for the referees, <laughs> so they likely make the playoffs. But are at uh, pops are at, do you think we cross them safely off the list of like we legit think they can win a title this year? Who the Buffalo? Yeah, I, I, I think I think we've we've nailed it in that they can't run the ball and they can't stop the run. And I'm sorry, I don't think you can win the Super Bowl if you can't do those two things. So I I, I don't think they can win. Are no. we all in agreement there? I mean, I think they could win. I, I'm I'm rose cutted glass. I don't I don't want to play him because Josh Allen can win a game. Josh he Allen's that good. Me of the Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's good enough to win any any game, but he just doesn't have it around him this year. I just don't think. I said I said they go 500 in the last four games and make it in and lose in the first round. I, I just don't see them. That their defense is not. There's no impact. That there's no impact player on defense, and they that's what they're missing. <laughs> Um, so at, we kind of mentioned it and that'll get us right into the next game. MVP races looks like it's a two man race. I'm looking at the current odds. I think Kyler Murray lost his chance. Cooper last Cup night. and Micah Parsons or oh, so well, that's right. I exactly. Mean, we can throw Parsons in there. <laughs> but it looks Micah like Parsons it's, is a beast now. We'll, we'll, we'll get to him. Looking at odds right now, Tom Brady is minus one ninety for most valuable player. Aaron Rodgers plus six fifty. Let's go to that Bears Packers game. Not a whole lot to talk about there except for we saw once again. I, I don't really – I mean, I get – Aaron Rodgers did the whole I own you thing, and like if I'm a Bears, I'm probably not happy about it. But the first yeah. quarter, Robert Quinn gets a sack and then does the belt thing right in front of Aaron Rodgers. And it's just like, why – I mean, I'm sure he's already wanting to beat the Bears, but why poke why – Don't poke no the bear. Don't poke the bear. I just don't understand it. And also, <laughs> also – uh, NFL, another issue real quick. We call taunting rules. Is Robert Quinn doing the, the discount double check right in front of Aaron Rodgers? Is that not the definition of the NFL's did version? He, did he look him in the <laughs> eye? Oh, I forget, that's I forget eye contact. Eye contact. Okay. All right. Well, that clears that all up. Yeah, um, that clears it up good. Thanks, Al. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers just laid it out, laid the smack down on him, put up 45 points. I, I really just don't think there's any chance they give Aaron Rodgers the MVP because of his whole – because he's a dick, guys, maybe because he's yeah, a dick. Because, because <laughs> as, as somebody on this podcast once said, he's an ass hat. I just don't think they're going to put the MVP on someone with an ass hat. Um, so is it is it just Tom Brady's uh, third? Is Matthew Stafford at plus one thousand? 
Which I, he'd, he'd have to get really hot down the stretch. Well, I think Kyler Murray I mean, would have a chance, wouldn't he? If he comes back in these last games, I mean, and really maybe shows I just it. I think Monday night being on a primetime game, it was like and everyone. Which I think the Cardinals have already shown us they're for real. But like everyone's saying, this is the chance for the Cardinals to really show us they're for real. And he did not have a great game. I, no, he it, didn't. It looked where's, and it wasn't just him. The offense looked off. But what were we gonna say, Tony? Where's Jonathan Taylor? Plus fourteen hundred, he's fifth right now. I just don't think they give it to a running back. I mean, yeah. Personally. So, so yeah, you have to be. Well, I, I think like so the so the rule for MVP seems to be if a quarterback has a dominant year, which Brady is having. I mean, I think he's like number one in every stat but rushing yards. You know, <laughs> and he um, can run. We've learned. Yeah, uh, yeah. We of course, yeah. He'll tweet it, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, but like Adrian Peterson was the last running back to win the MVP. Right. And that was because every quarterback had a pretty mediocre year by that year's standards. Um, if a quarterback's dominant, they get it. I don't think Jonathan Taylor has a chance. I don't think Cooper cup has a chance. Um, Who's also having a although Cooper, Cooper Cup is putting up numbers that rival Jerry Rice's best years. Yeah, which yeah is and insane. he won't. There's no way he gets it. It's the, the the MVP is the quarterback of the year, and then the offensive player of the year should not be allowed to give him, be given to a quarterback. That's my opinion. I, I agree who's, with that. So it's Rodgers and 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 it's, Brady at the top, is, and then pretty much. I and think then, so. It's Tom Brady, Rodgers, Stafford, Murray, Taylor, Mahomes, Herbert, Dak Prescott. Cup's not even but, that. Or, he's not even that. Top ten. They they actually okay. They have Cooper Cup at plus thirty three hundred, right behind John, right behind Josh Allen, just oh above gosh. Mac Jones. Wow. Because like LJ saying, yeah. I think that tells you exactly what LJ was saying. They're yeah. just not unless well, a receiver does like doubles yeah. the record year or something insane. But there's yeah, going to be a quarterback right. there throwing the ball to him. So well, then yeah. I'm, well, that's why Adrian Peterson needed people to have a down year. I mean, seriously, that's the way it worked. Yeah. Um. Yep. So not much to say about the Packers except for I, I it feels like it's the well, Bucks Packers are the two teams. Can I say the fact that they gave up 30 points to the Bears is worrisome? Yeah. Um, uh yes, the, the but there was like not a good there was game. 21 or 24 of them were in the second quarter alone where that quarter was funky. It was the highest scoring quarter of the entire NFL so far this year where they had a Jeremy Grant, I think is okay. his name. I can, whatever Jakeem, his name is. Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant. He he was just insane. All like he was, he Random. he had a, a Dante Hall where like he took he fielded the punt at five yard line, and you're like, what the hell is he doing? Then all of a sudden, running down the sideline for oh. the longest punt return in Bears history. You might remember they had a good punt returner for some time. They did, like, they, they, did. they did at some point. They certainly uh, did. <laughs> who was that? That was uh, Devin. Uh, uh, Kevin Hester. Kevin Jester. Kevin Jester. Devin I think that's his name. Hester. Dead, uh, number one. Okay, sorry. Was there uh, any other thoughts on? I mean, you say, are you worried about the defense, LJ, or you're just you're just you know raising? I just think it's notable. Noting. I think that's notable. I mean, it's keep an eye on. Yeah, it. it's it, the panic button can stay in your closet, but uh, but keep. An yeah, eye and on. that's what we said earlier about the Packers. It, it's going to be the defense. I, I'll say this. You know, being down, you know, it was 27, 24 at half. It, I think, and then turn around and they out, Packers outscored the Bears twenty four to three in the second half. I'd say the defense came to play there and and shut them down. So it's it yeah, it's good. Yeah, they just they they snooze the alarm for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing. They, they didn't realize that it wasn't Matt Nagy calling plays. Bill Lazor was calling plays. They thought it was Matt Nagy, so you don't even have to show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Moving on, let's stay in the AFC and let's talk about LJ. You mentioned the panic button. My panic button did not have to get found. Get get found, but it almost did. Who got to who got to seventeen first? Uh, the Cowboys got a 17 first, which means we knew they were going to win. So I already knew I could put it away. But there was a moment there where I thought I might have to go to go wrestle back through because 
I don't that, that game a competent quarterback play for the Cowboys in that game, and they they win probably forty to seven. They win like the Broncos did, thirty eight to ten. Teddy Bridgewater playing for the the Cowboys on Sunday, and they win thirty eight to ten. But Dak Prescott was playing not terrible. Well. Yeah, not well. Uh, so do we want to talk? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you were saying, I think in a in a text maybe that uh, that it feels like uh, Prescott's been playing bad for four or five weeks. Is that about right? Since about a calf injury. It's fair. It's since, fair. Well, since since about when we were saying that the Broncos didn't expose Dak Prescott, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay, maybe. I, I, I'm not sure if it has a, if it's the Broncos that exposed. Possibly because that does happen. We we've seen it with Mahomes hmm. where it took like four or five. He still hasn't gotten totally right, but when maybe Vangio showed a defense that Dak Prescott struggles with, and I haven't noticed because I haven't seen people breaking down the film pointed out to me, but it kind of does look similar to what Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have been facing, where they just you don't understand why they can't get anything going. I think there's a type of read that Prescott is struggling uh, with, uh, struggles with, yeah, and that the Broncos found it, and now people are starting to pull it out. Well, that um, makes more sense to me than well, no, because they did have the. So I was talking to uh, a guy I work with, Hayden. Was t- he's also a Cowboys fan, and we were talking about it, and he was saying, uh, I-, "I was trying to say Dak hasn't looked right since the calf, since his calf got hurt. So maybe he's off with yeah. that one." But they did have the the Falcons game where they won thirty something to three. I don't know if that was Dak looked fine in that, but they were up. The defense was playing so well in that. I don't know if that was much yeah. to do with Dak. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe you're maybe you're right. Maybe the Falcons didn't use the defense that whatever Vangio exposed because it has been multiple weeks in a row, Pops, where Dak has just not looked great at all. I mean, he's, he's yeah, you know how I know team. that he's my fantasy football quarterback. So <laughs> yeah, I'm totally it's aware been, of that. It's been a, a tale of two Dak's between the first what five weeks in the past five, and then these past five mm-hmm. weeks. I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah. interesting. Oh, he already had the MVP what week six or they, right. they, he was uh, legitimately in the MVP yeah. talk. In week six yeah, or so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so go, go ahead, Tom. Well, I, well, I was, was gonna uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. I call on Dad. Dad what do you have? I'm Buzzman. Um, I'm Buzzman. Just, it's interesting. This is a Cowboys team where we've talked about. I mean, I can think of all the Romo years, and you're like, the offense is good enough, but that defense is going to hold him back. And we had the same talks with some of the Dak, Dak years here recently, where you're like, well, Dak's good, but that defense stinks, and now. All of a sudden, we got to see DeMar- or, uh, uh, Lawrence, Gregory, and Parsons all play together. And first off, Parsons is incredible. We, we can talk about that in a second. But that defense looks really stinking good. And then Dak threw the pick. That was terrible. I, it's funny. I, now I'm like starting to wonder, is the offense what's going to hold Dallas back from either winning a playoff game or trying to make a run? Tony, what do you think? Here's what I think. And you know, for several years, I, I'm not a Jason Garrett fan, and it, it could be a nice guy. But so I, I said it two years ago, and I said it last year, and I'm saying it now. Kellen Moore's got to go. He got to go. If you look at what's going on on both sides of that football for the Dallas Cowboys, Dan Quinn comes in with nothing, right? Micah Parsons, rookie. Figure out how to make it, and that defense is is playing better than the offense. Here's Kellen Moore's been has had his system and these players for three years, and they they're just not getting the job done. I don't know who put this shine on Kellen Moore, 
But it to me, it's just another turd. You gotta let him go. You gotta <laughs> let him go. It, it, it's just not. He, he he's you know he's he's been seen for what it is until he finds some kind of of uh, imagination or something in that offense. He's he's got arguably the best offensive team in football with Elliott and Pollard in the backfield. And when healthy, Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup. The only thing he doesn't have Schultz. is a top. He and I don't consider Schultz a top line. No, but he's in, not bad. But he's, he's not bad. So that's the only average. thing. Yeah, he he doesn't have a top ten tight end. Who gives a shit? You've got a through all three of those wide receivers are number are first round picks. Your running backs are first. Pollard was second round. Late second first, or third. Second, third. Right. So, and the, the line, I, I do, I, who's, uh, Smith got hurt. Smith got hurt Smith in the game. And he seems like he's always a game time decision. Yeah. Every, every yeah. Week. But come on, man. It's, let's call it like it is. They're not getting coached up on offense. Because the, so is it possible that the defense uh, Kellen showing, Moore needs yeah. to get a little bit more 2008 Boise Broncos? Kellen well, it's Moore, interesting. He, he does have some moments, go. Tony. He, he has to go where he like he, he brings some creativity and you're like, oh, this is the killer morning. That's when that was right around that time was when I was uh, calling the Cowboys number two in the power rankings because they can do yeah. anything offensively. And Kellen Moore oh, was next time you give us power rankings, for, they'll be number two again. That's the only time you bust out the power. He was rankings. he was applying for jobs at Denver and then <laughs> yeah. and that didn't work out. He's, I'm not saying Kellen Moore needs to go, but I do understand he, what you're saying, Tony. There's yeah. issues there. He's got to get better. You see everybody on that defense, and you've laid it out perfectly. I hadn't really thought about it, but. The offense, I still think all, a lot, all those guys are good, but they have not got better. They're not stepping, they're not going up a notch. Whereas the defensive side, legitimately every single player, like Diggs has not been bad, but he's a totally different player under Dan Quinn. Parsons, maybe this is just who he was, but he's transformative under, under Dan Quinn. Lawrence looks better. Gregory looks better. The tackles look better. I mean, everybody looks better on that defense. And I think that's player development from coaching. We're on the offensive end. We're not seeing that same player development. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm not saying yeah. th- this is the best the Cowboys have looked in a, in a long time. They won a football game at Washington, and and I told you it, it, in this 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 series, the the visiting team for some reason has a better chance of winning, and um and it's great, and they're gonna make the playoffs, and I think they win a playoff game, but I don't know that they're the Super Bowl team that we'd like for them to be, which is fine, but they're better. But I'm just saying, if Kellen Moore wants to go, let him go. Let him. Well, go. they got four weeks now. As you mentioned, the, the, the division's pretty much wrapped. <laughs> they're in the playoffs. I don't know. Seating yeah. could change a little, but they're in the playoffs pretty much. I mean, yeah. barring a, a crazy collapse, which which Dallas could could yeah. do if anybody. But they're in the playoffs probably. So you got four weeks to figure out the offense because pops. We 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 threw the thought around and then about one thirty ish on Sunday Central Time. The world was having the conversation of Micah Part. I mean, he it, week after week he stepped up. Is he right now? I'm looking at the odds. Miles Garrett, or is it? Yeah, Miles Garrett's number one best odds for defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons is number two. And you got you and Tony watched more, and I had a friend text me this, and I wasn't sure, but then they actually had the graphic pop up too. Is it? Does he remind you of a Lawrence Taylor? Or is that just crazy to say that? It's probably. I understand Lawrence Taylor was probably uh, one of the best, if not the best, defensive player. Yeah, yeah, he may be the best defensive player ever played the game. But but Micah Parsons can rush the quarterback, uh, and he can cover. 
I mean, he was downfield, almost got an interception. I, I don't know. I'm I'm amazed at how good this kid is. And and I think defensive player of the year is is not out of the cards for this guy. I mean, he throws his body out there. Uh, it throws it around. I hope he stays healthy. But his athletic ability and his nose for the football is is amazing. I am really happy he's on my football team. Right. Yeah. Tony, yeah. I mean, do, oh. the, either either you can have the Lawrence Taylor comparison, or you can say wait on that. But just about Parsons and what you've no maybe seen from other guys. I, I'm glad you said that because I was actually thinking that watching the game is I haven't seen speed like this since Lawrence Taylor. It, he doesn't play as violently as Taylor played. Lawrence Taylor was a violent man, <laughs> and, and in some cases, both on and off the field. But he was he was a violent football player. I don't see that violence out of Parsons, but his smoothness, his speed, his his uh, you know his thought process for a rookie. I I, I want to say, you know, Derek Brooks with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, is a more recent player than Taylor, and and you got to go back and wa- you've got to watch a lot of football to make that comparison. But Derek Brooks um, played inside and outside, but I, I, I he's the guy that to me that he looks the most like, and he was an All Pro, Hall of Famer. So, uh, but I, I Parsons is a special player. If if he stays healthy, you you could see those comparisons to, to he, Taylor. Um, through thirteen games, Parsons has more sacks, tackles, tackles for loss, and quarterback hits. Then Khalil Mack had his entire defensive player yeah. of the year season yeah. for the Bears, which yeah. is something. Yeah. And then since 2004, only James Harrison has recorded 10 sacks and 100 tackles in a season. He did it twice in 2008, one defensive player of the year, 2010, first team all pro. Parsons has 12 sacks already and is on pace through the next four yeah. games to get to 100 tackles. I, he's doing yeah. historical things. I don't know if they give a rookie because Miles Garrett's having a great year over in Cleveland. It was interesting. Yeah. Right as all the tweets were going on about Micah Parsons, like, then Miles Garrett gets a sack fumble, then picks the ball up and scores the touchdown. So it's like Miles Garrett yeah. was like, hold on now. There's a really good yeah, player yeah, here. Yeah. And, I, and I do want to say, I apologize. Don't want to stay on this too long. And I apologize. I should have said, and I said Derek Brooks and a great linebacker, but it, Derek Thomas at Kansas City, that's really, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's who he, Micah Parsons, really reminds that me of. That is a good analogy. It, yeah. it, because yeah, of his good. speed and, and, and the, his ability to cover and his ability to change a game. Derek Thomas is really him thing, and, and 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 I should have thought of that first. Off. So so shout out to the old Chiefs fans out there, but yeah, Derek Thomas is is who I think we could start comparing him to. Um, LJ, I mean, you, I mean, I know you liked Von I mean, Miller. Do you compare? Does he seem like what you remember watching with Von Miller? When, Von Miller. Um, I, I feel yeah, like I the eleven know. jersey He's, makes him not look as big as he is. Maybe that's it. Maybe because he doesn't it. blow up <laughs> offensive linemen. Like I, he can't be too small because he. Just, I'm just saying, look, he's played 13 games. Maybe let's not compare him to the guy that offenses felt like made the field uh, go uphill. Um, let's not compare him to the guy that the, maybe the greatest coach of all NFL ever has said is the greatest player of all football ever. Um, so let's chill out with the the LT comments. One thing yeah, we can count on LJ yeah, for is when we're ready to put someone in the Hall of Fame in their first or second <laughs> exactly. year, he's ready to throw some water on it, which I, we, need you, we need you. For Damn it, he's because, right. Damn it. Let's, let's chill right. on calling him the guy that changed the way that the rule book was read. I hate it, I hate uh, it when he <laughs> knocks out our generational talents. Damn it, I hate that. He's right. LJ Please. hates generational talents, and we hate yeah. watching, waiting for full careers to happen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he is great, though. He is great, yeah. and he is he should be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. No doubt. Um, should he win it? Probably not. But, but is he 
Is is he within a vote of it? Sure. Yeah. No, I'd I'd be okay with that personally. I wanted to uh, see. He's incredible. I don't even know if they have it up. I was going to look at defensive rookie of the year. They, they don't even have it up because I, I mean, it's got to yeah, be cares? so locked yeah. up. No, that that, there's there's no other player. Yeah. I mean, the closest might be a Broncos cornerback, which is not even close. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so funny. Straight and up. I've had this conversation with a lot of Cowboys fans and I'll move off from this now, but that I, I remember in the draft wanting both Sertan, who I think is really good yeah. and yeah. Uh, Horn, JC Horn from Carolina, who also looks really good. And Parsons has been much better than both. And I think both those guys have been really, really good. So I yeah, think, and I just, think like all three of those people have like strong careers ahead yes, of them agreed, potentially. Agreed. Um, but man, this year has been good for the Cowboys for uh, their draft class. I mean, okay. well, just for that one player. Yeah. I don't even know the rest of their draft class, but it's a win. Hey guys, use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit Symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. Symbol.com, promo code SD. Let's move over to. Um, I want to touch on this game that we got to go. We got to go check out that team in Colorado. But uh, 49ers 26 23 over the Bengals. Another one of those games where if you if you had a, a ticket on it, you just assumed the Bengals were not going to cover. The 49ers had that game won. And then all of a sudden, at the same time as that Bucks Bills game, we're in overtime all of a sudden. The, 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 the Bengals come storming back. Uh, one thought on it was I, I don't know if the Bengals are how good they are, but Joe Burrow just keeps doing it. He did it again a couple of times in late in that game where I'm like, God, I love that guy. But let's take a moment to talk about that man, George Kittle. Yeah. Good oh, God. Man. So late in the game, it felt like we all knew Kittle was getting the ball. Hell, they were circling him before every play, and then they're like, surely they're going to put three on him. And they were, and he was still making plays left and yeah. right. He ended the game with 13 catches for 150 51 yards and a touchdown, which, by the way, came after last week where he had nine catches, 181 yards and two touchdowns. So, wow, he's just really good. You know, Uh, he's the first tight end in NFL history to have 150 yards and one TD in consecutive games. First one in NFL history. Which he also, I think, has the record for most yards by a tight end in a game, correct? I mean, he... You know, well, he he was one yard short of breaking, I think, Shannon Sharp's record against the Broncos a couple of years back, and they didn't play him the entire second half because they won that game. (laughs) That's what it was. Okay. (laughs) And 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 on top of that, we like the reason we gave Gronk so much credit, and right, so he's great tight end, but we're like he's also that good blocking. Kittle is that good blocking as well. Like he's really good. Gardner Minshew of tight ends. It was fun. (laughs) Bengals coach Zach Taylor said we tried everything. He's one of the best tight ends. We knew that. I promise you, we tried like hell to stop him. He just kept catching the ball. I mean, he's just yeah. that good. Yeah. Um, thoughts on – there's also um, this guy, uh, Pops. I think you, you've you said it for a while. There's this uh, Debo Samuel guy that uh, – <laughs> yeah. good football player. <laughs> so, so let me, yeah. let me just real quick. Yeah, so he ahead. had one reception for 22 yards. <laughs> He had that eight rushes pedestrian. for 37 yards and a oh. TD. I mean, he, he's their running back now. He's their yeah. running game. He legit is their RB1. How about this, sure. Pops? And 
His last two active games, 14 carries, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, by the way, he's also seventh in the league in receiving yards with 1,028 yards and five touchdowns on the year. He's God, he's good. Yeah, I think I'm going to say something right now that I'm going to say every year for the next decade. When Debo Samuel gets healthy, these 49ers are going to be scary. Yeah. <laughs> if you got Debo Samuel, George Kittle playing that offense, I don't, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is all that great, but I just think he's like, he's, he's learned. I should just get the ball to Debo. And then when I'm throwing it down the field, I should just get the ball to Kittle. And then every now and then I'll throw a bubble to Iuke and he might do something. And then Shannon they could just hire, they could uh, reach out for Benny R, you know, <laughs> old, old Roethlis B and uh, they'll be fine. You know? Yeah. And this uh, is a team that lost Raheem Mostert to start the season. They're starting and their about. early draft yeah. choice. Trey Sermon got put in the doghouse, and we haven't even—I don't know where That's, he's at anymore. Yeah, he's yeah. And then Elijah Mitchell is out. Yeah, is he they, in the doghouse? He, yeah, they he's, liked Mitchell in the preseason, and something happened with Sermon Shanahan, yeah. and well, he's just inactive. a healthy scratch. I'd forgotten yeah. about him, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, how so, LJ? This this team are they? As long as barring Debo Samuel and Kittle are both active and. Bosa's been awesome on the defensive end here as of late. Um, oh are they? Are they they're always healthy player, right? Are they? Are they <laughs> yeah, dangerous for the playoffs? I know they're dangerous to make. The, I think they make the playoffs now. Are they dangerous to to do a little something, beat a team? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't think this is a Super Bowl winning football team by any stretch. But until Aaron Rodgers um, goes next year, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but, uh, but they, they will win a game against somebody they should lose against in the playoffs. Will win. That wasn't even Mike. He's calling it money down. All right. Yeah. They're going to be at a much higher seed in a game in the playoffs. Tony, did you have more of a, like the 49ers are solid team or Bengals? I'm going back. Yeah. And the Bengals are not good. Let's just be clear about that. The Bengals defense, (laughs) the AFC North, you know, we're seeing it now with Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore. They're all struggling. At some in yeah. some form or another, and although they're all right there in the playoff picture, just not the strongest division. And we've been saying at the NFC West, if if Seattle hadn't gotten hurt as bad as they did, uh, I I think we'd probably still they'd probably have one or two more games, uh, and, and we'd be talking about them as well. But it's not going to surprise me to see Arizona Rams and San Francisco in the playoffs, and all three of them win their first round game. But yeah. I think one of them is going to have a bye. So I, it would not surprise me if if when you went to the the um, you moved into that second round that uh, you've got three NFC West teams in it. It's actually uh, it's it's still mathematically possible that in the second round of the playoffs, the NFC is represented entirely by the NFC West. That is mathematically it's mathematically possible. possible. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, the, the Seahawks are, are washed. Uh, there's just too many injuries. But yeah, you're right. It's kind of fun to think about. It. They're just it, it's just that strong. And, and, and we're seeing yeah. we were a little skeptical there in the middle of the season as they were going through some uh, through some injuries. But uh, the 49ers, tough, tough team. Give me yeah. your give me your quick answer here, Tony. Uh, uh, I know you've, you've probably already thought about next year's fantasy draft. Who, uh, who are you taking right now? If you had to have you have one of them, and you have to have a receiver, Cooper Cup or Debo Samuel? Ooh, ooh, Cooper Cup. Because yeah. but it's it's a thought that you didn't just like yeah. pause for a second and because of the quarterback play, Cooper Cup. Probably agree, but that's how good Debo is. I think I was going to say Debo, but you got me with a quarterback play. Yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah, the deciding yeah. factor. But I mean, yeah. if you get Debo's now put himself, I mean, I know he's really worried about where his fantasy draft stock is, but yeah. he's now put <laughs> yeah. himself in that that Cooper Cup has put himself clearly there this year. But the Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Debo, like you could take them in the first round and not be upset about it mm, at all. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which is that just had me thinking, do you think, uh, do you think they go into the negotiation table where the agent says to the team, like, look, no Debo is owned in 99.8%. And on top of that, he was on 73% of uh, champions, fantasy champions. So (laughs) yeah. In the merchandise. Yes. The merchandise. Probably. It probably matters. Absolutely. It probably matters. Yeah. All right. Um, LJ, let's get to it. Let's go down to Denver and talk about not only that 38 to 10 romping over the lines, but let's take a second. And I, I, I kind of just want to give you the, uh, the, 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 uh, I can't think, the give floor. You the mic, I guess. Yeah. The floor. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Um, we learned on Thursday night late, uh, there was reports yeah. going around that Demarius Thomas had passed away. Uh, mo- I think probably all football fans thought there's no way he was only 33. Yeah. That's yeah. probably fake because it was like from a, a, a Twitter account no one recognized. And slowly and surely, it, it started to get confirmed that he had passed away. And it kind of really took the NFL world by storm. And then the the, the Broncos paid an awesome awesome tribute on Sunday. You, yeah. If you want to talk about the tribute or just Demarius Thomas, I, I just kind of want to hear your well, thoughts. Well, I, I, I did watch the uh, – I, I didn't get to just sit down and watch the whole game, but I did watch the opening of that game because I knew they were going to do something. Um, and the coming out with 10 men with Cortland Sutton sitting on a knee mm-hmm. – um, kneeling out of respect and then taking that uh, that delay game penalty. I'm getting I mean, chills honest, just thinking about honest it. Honest to God, I cried. No, I mean, I, yes. I, I did. Yeah. Um, straight up. And then the Lions declined uh, the penalty. Lions declined the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful football um, because because sports is more important than sports um, for sure. Sports is life. Um, and and it mattered to me so much. I, I just want to say because Demarius Thomas is, I mean, easily in my top five Broncos of all time. I, he is, he is a hero to me. I think like, you know, a lot of us remember that, that, that amazing Tebow mania where they beat the Steelers. ADR touchdown in the first play of overtime. Yeah. It was just one of the most incredible plays of all time. I don't don't think I've ever heard a stadium. I mean, through the TV, but like mile high stadium was, yeah, it was crazy. One and and that's that's a small part of his resume of what makes him special. I mean, the dude wearing his, his green cleats for, for mental health awareness. Um, really changed the way that I thought about people. Um, his, he was just a good person. He was a good person. And, uh, for him to die so young, that was, I mean, shocking, devastating. Um, and so to see, and, 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 and I know that like, so Shelby Harris has said like, Hey, let us mourn him. Let's stop. Let's stop like making the Broncos and DT be a thing. Um, let us have a moment with our friend. And so like, I don't want to try to take that from them. But I, I do want to say that, like, as a fan of the sport, um, the way that they have have kind of taken their team and and really respected the memory of a player that most of them didn't even play with. Uh, uh, it made me as a fan feel like, yeah, I'm I'm seeing I'm heard like it. It was it was very moving. Well, um, I love that guy. So. Another moment where it just was like. It was just wild, but one of the one of the few, maybe only players on that roster that did play with Demarius Thomas, Justin Simmons, late in the game, got that amazing diving pick and ran straight to the eighty eight logo and put yeah. the ball on. Yeah. I mean, it was like one of those yeah. moments where this this game's stupid and we're we're we're, we're yeah. mad about flags and we want point one more points for our fantasy team or whatever, and then stuff like that happens. And you're like, it's just. Do you know how many beautiful. yards the Broncos last? Uh, Eighty-eight last yards. 88 yards. Yeah. It's just. It was. It was. It was Strange. all a tribute. I mean, Strange everything about it was happen. cool. It was all cool. Yeah. Um, and and I hope his family gets some peace because man, that dude has worked hard his entire life to get his family peace. And well, so and there's some great stories to go look day. about him and his family and things that he's gone through. His article life. he wrote about his mom is. Uh, it. I mean, it'll. 
and the and the outpouring the outpouring of people talking about because I and I don't want to have this conversation because it's not there's other things to talk about but like he was Hall of Fame level player I don't know if he'll get there but he was that good at receiver and from everybody that talked about him former teammates and the guy like even Tom Brady talked about he played briefly on the Patriots and was like that's one of my favorite people I've ever played with in my entire life Peyton Manning brought his his kids with him yeah. And everybody said that he was like Uncle Demarius, Uncle DT, Uncle. Uh, mm-hmm. He was just awesome person and great, great guy. And yeah. thirty three, it was way too soon, and it, it was beautiful yeah. to see the tribute, but also still, it's still extremely sad. When I hope because yeah. his birthday is Christmas Day, he would have been thirty four, and I hope his family uh, can find some peace um, through you know just all the great things he's done in the world. He really has. He's yeah. done a lot of great things in the world. So that was that was a cool moment to see on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I felt like everybody yeah. really liked it. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't really know how to segue, but uh, your your Broncos are <laughs> beat that ass. Legit that good, ass. I mean, here's a question for you, LJ, and you might not like this question: Are the Broncos a good bad team or a bad good team? <laughs> it's the right question. I don't like it at all. No, but it's the right question. Uh, I I think they're a bad good team. I really do. I think, I kind of think so too. Uh, I don't know what it is. I know y'all have said quarterback play. I love Teddy Two Gloves, but I think you're don't, probably Do you right. love on third and 11 when he throws to the to the flats? You like? Well, that is <laughs> that is a that is an NFL problem. I don't know why anybody does that. I think Larry David said that recently, that he'd be the best offensive coordinator in the league because he wouldn't throw. He would uh, just quit uh, throwing bubble screens on third yeah, and 15. <laughs> bubble screen on third and 15. But I don't think I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's it's been tough to watch them lose games. It feels like a lot of they they could either be, you know, a, a 10 win team right now or a three win team right now. And it just depends on the luck. And they've been kind of right down the middle. Well, uh, and, and they so. finish with Bengals at home at Raiders at Chargers Chiefs. I mean, those are there's some winnable games. They're winnable, there. but there's. Three, I think the Raiders stink, but the Raiders Broncos is always a little bit of a toss up. Yeah, I like the Broncos true. in that game, but I then hope the they other stomp on the field, <laughs> the other three are interesting. I mean, the Bengals are going to play close. Yeah. Then the Chargers and Chiefs are they're pretty solid. I yeah. I don't know. The Broncos are interesting. I don't know for sure if they make it to the playoffs, but they either they screw one of these teams out of making the playoffs. Yeah. I feel like, or they do make the playoffs, and maybe I don't know if they beat a playoff team, but they they'll play frisky with someone just because yeah. yeah. I think they are. A bad good team. There are good players on that roster all over the place, mm-hmm. and and they'll mm-hmm. play with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to move real quick because we got to get Tony's thoughts on this. The Browns twenty four twenty two over oh, the Ravens shit. once again. Yeah. Uncle Tony is pissed about John Harbaugh going for two. Just to let You're you wrong on this one. You're just to let you one. good. I'm glad. I'm glad I got a, a teammate here once again. Uh, they were okay here. Just laid out. They were down fifteen and they scored with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter to cut it to nine instead of kicking the extra point which would make an eight-point game, a one-possession game. They went for two. They then missed that extra point. They went on to lose by two points. Uh, Tony, let's just – your your face is in your hands. Uh. I saw your text. Maybe you'll be as vulgar. Maybe you'll be less, but I know you weren't happy. <laughs> but take it away. You know, I, 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 here's the thing. I'm not against going for two. But the thing is, when, you, when you're 15 points down, make your decision as late as possible because you don't know what's going to go on in the game. You, and again, especially, there's no more – we <laughs> talked about this before. There's no more automatic kicker than Justin oh, Tucker. No, okay. You cannot – it's, it's automatic. If he doesn't hit one, you might as well have bet – uh, bet the double zero on roulette because it, it's even less than that. So you, you, you've <laughs> got to kick that field goal. That way, when it's time, 
the other team now feels more pressure because it's the middle guys. Ah, shit. You know, let's go for it because, hell, if they get it, we're fine. You, you know, their backs are not against the wall. They don't feel that pressure. I, I just think it's the wrong time. For teams that are down 15, you get the one and you go for two last. And I hear these, you know, if I hear, um, oh, crap, the Sunday night guy. Um, Collinsworth? If I hear Chris Collinsworth say one more time. <laughs> You know, you want to make that decision now because you don't. He's really, right. He's no, absolutely he's I'm right. Because right you right. have two chances, right? That gives you, you can do it now or do it later. You're good. No, yeah, you're going to miss it. Here's the deal. LJ, take you, it away. <laughs> yeah, no, look, he, look, you, if you make that field goal, right? You make that, you make that extra point. Yeah. And now you're eight points down. Yeah. And you're, you're trying to drive, you're doing your two minute drill. And you get there, and you have to score on a on a two point conversion. I think there is there is a situation where that is the reasonable move, and that is when you believe you are the worst team, because you want that last second magic to be on your side as the worst team. Uh, um, even then, but, I don't like it. But uh, if you were if you believe that you are the better team, you need to know your decision making tree right now. You need to know every decision you need to make for the rest of the because game. Because you need to know if you need to get use your next three timeouts on this drive because you need two possessions or something. Like yeah. you need to know you're gonna have to go, in my opinion, you're gonna have to go for two one way or another. You gotta go you probably, for two. Yes. So you probably already have your two-point play in mind. It's not like your two-point play changes. I mean, usually you practice a few different ones and you have one or two you really like. Yeah. So you go for two there. If you get it, awesome. We already got that knocked out of the way. We're down seven. Yeah, if but, you don't, you know you need the ball two more times. So when yeah. I get on offense, I might kick a field goal at the 40-yard line instead of waste a Facts. shit ton of time. Now, I would have been – look, I would have been pissed if they got the two-point conversion and then went for two on the next one and lost the game by one point uh, because that's probably what they would have done. Right. Uh, but in this particular case, they made the right call. In that play, they made the right call. See, Facts. and here's, here's what I'm saying. By them not getting the one – they're not extending the game. And when I say extending the game, you they're won not overtime. Put, I know no, you got Lamar no, Jackson on your no, team. No, that's not it. I, honestly, I swear to that's honestly, that's not it, right? Because if you go for two there, you're still. It, anyway, you, you're extending that defense to make them play to keep you from scoring a touchdown. When you're more than two scores behind, that defense changes. It becomes softer. You, you spend so much more time trying to get in the end zone and then get the extra. Three points. The, the the defense just comes so much softer, and you spend so much time. If there's a touch, if it's a touchdown that they're waiting to get, and you've got more than five minutes left in the game, get that. Make that defense play defense. You change the game. You're not extending the gameplay when you but go your for defense that. Still knows that you got to get the ball back. I mean that. I no, get no, what you're saying. That's, that's, that's as good an argument defense. as he's made there. I will say that that's their a reasonable defense. argument. Yeah, it's their defense. You make them play straight up. And good or bad team, if you're a professional football team, you ought to want to play that defense straight up. If they're playing two deep safeties and, and nickel coverage, it's going to take you forever. Yeah, you're going to grind it out and get down there and maybe make a 10 or 15% play. Uh, maybe, but if you keep them on, if you keep their regular defense on the field, you can run the ball, you can make short passes, you can do deep cross passes because you know you they've got their regular defense in, and that's my point. You Tony, change the game. I got a question for you. Yes. So Monday night, you were watching the the Cardinals Rams game, correct? Correct. Late in the game, they were around the thirty eight yard line or so, and they were down whatever. I think they were down ten. Yes. And they, instead of go ahead and kick it with Prater to make it a seven-point game and try to onside kick with some time, 
They ran a few plays and ended up running about 30 seconds off the clock. Mm-hmm. Then they kicked the field goal, get the onside kick, but they only had like 20 seconds left at that point. But do you wish they would have went ahead and kicked that field goal with Prater earlier? You know, I, I, at that point, I don't think – they had a couple of play calls that I probably don't make because you don't spend that much time trying to get it. I, I agree with them either trying to get the touchdown then – or uh, because you don't know that you'll be on that inside the forty yard line again, and so you, your odds of that, that of that touchdown go up. But yeah, I, that's another thing that they were talking about. Go ahead and kick that fifty seven yard field goal. I know Matt Prater is really really good, but uh, and he proved it last night dropping two fifty yard bombs on him. But uh, you know, I, I think you've got to try that two those two more plays. They just spent too much time doing it. And um, and so I go for that. I still yeah try second down, third down. I probably kick it on third down if I haven't advanced the ball to a point where I, I've I've got a, a high option or a high percentage play for a touchdown. Otherwise, then well, I kick it. But then that that situation though is where the 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 analytic like if you're doing the math on this Raven situation would kind of come into play where. Since I missed the extra point with nine minutes left or whatever, or the two-point conversion, I'm down nine. I know I need to score twice. Then maybe you get within the 40-yard the line, and we go ahead and kick the field goal with Justin Tucker to make it a six-point game with yeah. two minutes left instead of make it a if – you, if you get another touchdown and you score that touchdown with 13 seconds left, and now we go for two and you miss it, you have 13 seconds left to get another possession and get in field goal range. I, you made a good point. Yeah. I do like your point on you changed the way the, the defense, defense plays. plays. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fair. I still agree with the other line of thinking of we're going to have to get the two-point conversion, so let's let's figure that out as soon as possible. I'll say – It's I, twice I they've done it. It's twice – got to quit doing it. If you're not successful, but, once you're not accepted, quit doing no, it. Well, but if you – He's had, due, right? Ask, ask Bobby, right? He's due. He's due. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Ask> covered. <laughs> <laughs> LJ, um, what were you going to say and wrap us up on that? Well, I think I think there's like two things about the NFL, right? There's there's like a chess game and a poker game happening, right? There is like a, uh, we've got our pieces. We're moving our pieces. Some of these pieces are stronger. Some of these pieces are weaker. We're trying to play them in the right moves. And then there's a poker game where there's a lack of information. And mm-hmm. I think if I'm a coach, I believe that the poker game is the more important game to play. Of course, you need a good chess board but you need to have the information on your side. And I think that's what the Ravens are shooting for in this situation is they're trying to know what the right next move is instead of hope that they know the right next move. John mm-hmm. Harbaugh is a guy who, uh, when he has 16 showing and the dealer has 10 showing, he's just going to go ahead and he's going to hit. He just knows it every, every single time he's going to hit. So he's going to go for two every single time when he's down. You don't have 21. Keep hitting, baby. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up NFL talk. I, I have a, I have something I've done done a little bit of research, LJ, and I think you're gonna you're gonna like Ooh. this next this next topic here. So I, as you know, agree that that Ben Roethlisberger is yes. washed up. He's not a good yes. he's not a good starting quarterback anymore. But right. but I think I found the perfect role for him. He is should be the Mariano Rivera. Of quarterbacks. He's a closer. He doesn't start the game. He just wow. plays the fourth quarter. He just plays the fourth quarter because it seems like he finds a way to make these games interesting late in the fourth. So I was like, that seems like it's happened. So I pulled an LJ and I was like, let me see what's going on here. I'm going to pull up some stats. So on the year, year to date, he averages 255 yards per game or 64 yards per quarter. And he has 19 touchdowns, seven interceptions for a 92 rating. In the fourth quarter this year, he averages 101 yards per fourth quarter. So 40 yards over his average, his yards per attempt goes up a full yard, 
and he's got 10 touchdowns to one interception and a 111 rating. Hmm. So what you do is you play whoever, Mason Rudolph or Haskins, whoever you got for three quarters, because Big Ben, I think he actually hurts you in the first half. I don't think he's helping your team. And then fourth quarter rolls around. We roll him out there. We take his boot off. We take his shoulder strap off. (laughs) His elbow pad. We roll him out there. And we bring in Big Ben the closer. Thoughts? I love it. I accept these terms. If you want Big Ben to be a Broncos quarterback, that's the way I want it to happen. Teddy Bridgewater for the first three quarterback, for the first three quarters, and then bring Big Ben in for the fourth. I think we win a Super Bowl. Bowl I think we win a Super Bowl. That's great. I love that idea. I love that idea. My only caveat is when he starts taking off the the shoulder and the knee and the and the knee and the elbow pad, you got to play the theme from the natural. You know. Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's fine. By the way, oh, that reminds me of a little tidbit. We already talked about the Cowboys, but uh, apparently the. Uh, the the at, I think at the end of the fourth quarter, uh, the uh, the football team's fans uh, booed the home team and cheered for the Cowboys as they uh, all left the field. And so then the the sound guy on the field played the boys are back in town as the outwalk music. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Ball Dan move. Snyder's got to go. Dan Snyder. I, everybody hates him. The sound guy yeah. hates him. I mean, everybody. Yeah. Uh, People, did you see Taylor? That field's already notoriously a bad field. Taylor Heineke, as he's walking off hurt, he stops because there's scissors scissors in the middle of the field. Scissors. They might have been there for like a quarter. Like that is that. I didn't see that. He found scissors Scissors. on the field. He's walking off with the trainer. Looks beaten to hell because he was playing against Micah Parsons. Yeah. Probably was beaten to hell. (laughs) Yeah, rough day. He stops halfway through and the the, the trainer's like, what are you doing? He bends down and picks up scissors off the field. A pair of black scissors. (laughs) Yeah. Man. (laughs) And you That's thought, the same field that has like sewage running through the the the, the crowd at one point. There was like a viral. They don't tweet. have working benches. Thought, uh, I think yeah. they took Reggie Bush from us. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> screw FedEx field. Silly. Um, that, by the way, screw FedEx in general. Whoa, dude. Whoa. Brought to you by UPS. <laughs> um, I had a few other thoughts, but we've kind of wrapped, not NFL wise, but we've kind of went long. So I think we might just put them on the, on the mend. How long are we, where are we at LJ time wise? Do we have time? Uh, we're about up? hour and a half. So, uh, sorry about, uh, the ad read we, uh, didn't announce earlier. In It'll show. just be randomly <laughs> stuck in. Yeah. He'll stick it in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I guess we're, we'll, we'll finish on that note. Um, What's uh, Tony? Tony, what what do you what do you what have you been drinking? Mom? All right, so tonight I made this is this is a an Uncle Tony exclusive. This Ooh. is is there a sound? Is there like a sound effect for that? Like there will be. Yeah, no, there definitely is. There will be. Give me an afternoon. All right, that's a good start. This is called the poor the poor man's pina colada. And I oh, made I, some I of these. I thought he was going Portman Dew for a second. Oh, I was like, that is not a Tony exclusive. We got that. Poor, man, poor man's pina colada. And I made some of these down at Little River Club one time. And so you take LaCroix. Oh, drinks get invented. LaCroix coconut water <laughs> and oh, um, some uh, rum and uh, lime juice. And you mix it together. Uh, I, I like to put a little bit of agave syrup in there and then um, just a half ounce of Cointreau. So two ounces rum, half ounce lime juice, half ounce of uh, Cointreau, and uh, uh, you know just a teaspoon or so of agave syrup. 
mix that all up, top it off with crushed ice and and um, and Lacroix uh, coconut water, and damn, it's a fine drink. It's a fine <laughs> That's drink. Got everything. That's got everything. Yeah, you might call it the poor man's pina colada, but it sounds like a luxurious drink. Man, it's yeah, really there's good. a better name for it, maybe. I, I just look because all you gotta do is pop the top on that. You don't have to get out the coconut water or the coconut mm-hmm. cream, the cacao, or whatever. All you gotta do is <laughs> pop a top on that Lacroix, pour it in there, and it's bubbly and delicious. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it's got me wanting one right this minute. <laughs> Sounds refreshing oh. as hell too. <laughs> oh, get your get your booster and head on over. <laughs> uh, I do to, to to finish off. I have a, a it's a it's a bougie problem or just a just a, oh, a life problem. Go. But it's it's we'll, we'll leave names out of it. We'll just uh, I'll just I'll just lay out these situations. So let's just there's a there was a, a, a man. Let's just say his name was Cliff. Name was okay. Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. All right. And he he had a son. <laughs> let's say his name was Devin. Devin. <laughs> and gotcha. and he had a birthday. He had a birthday. And so Cliff, they weren't going to be able to see each other. So Cliff was like, oh, I'm going to get him a birthday present. I know exactly what he wants. All I'm right. going to get it for him and I'm going to send it to him. Well, Cliff was right on the gift. He was like, I think he wants some wireless headphones. He wants some some AirPods because yeah, he yeah, might have yeah. broke his or something. He'll want them really bad. I heard. Yeah, no, no. I know Devin. He got run over <laughs> by a truck or something. <laughs> he couldn't get his Chipotle, but yeah. go on. <laughs> so so come come the birthday. A gift is in the mail. It shows up. Devin goes to get it. And when he opens up the gift, it look it's AirPods. What awesome. Whoa, opens up, opens yeah. everything up. The AirPods, I don't know if you know this, they have a case. Like it's like a charging. You yeah. put it in the case and it charges them. Open up the case. There was no AirPods in the case. <laughs> it was just the case. And so like Apple sometimes has creative boxes. So as Devin was telling me, I, this is all secondhand. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, exactly yeah, right, sure. Right. But so he starts like kind of ripping over the box thinking, well, I guess the AirPods don't come in it. They're like on the out. There's somewhere else in the box. Sure. No AirPods seem to be in it. I look, Devin looks on the other side of the box <laughs> and it says wireless AirPod charger. <laughs> So then Devin calls up Cliff. Clifford thought he got a steal of a deal or? Well, as Devin tells me, he called up Clifford, Cliff, Clifford, however you, however you want to call him. And Cliff said, well, shit, we might've got two pairs of chargers. Well, and so I can tell you that I've heard that Clifford's wife uh, did find out that she Her name ordered. Is Franny, right? We'll two, call her Jamie. Uh, yeah, Cammy. <laughs> Cammy. She, she that Cammy ordered two of the charging stations, and in fact, the wireless charging station costs more than the wireless charging station with AirPods. Uh, <laughs> Get that. It's like a printer and ink situation. Yes. All right. All right. Nucky so fucks, dude. <laughs> So for anybody out there, we really were just laying this out there for anybody doing some last minute Christmas shopping. Be careful if you're in if you're in the store, maybe just ask. But if you're doing online shopping, just go ahead and double check because because Devin did have to Google before he made the call to Cliff to be like, I think you might have got me the wrong gift. <laughs> Had to Google like, does a charger? Can you buy a charger without AirPods in it? Was this like a Best Buy mistake? And sure enough. They sell just wireless AirPod chargers. And as you just learned, they're more expensive than the damn AirPods are. <laughs> Redunculous. <laughs> that damn close. So, Devin's got a backup now, though. That's well, cool. Well, I hope Devin has found his AirPods. Well, there's sources. Sources. Birthday. 
Sources say that not only did Devin have a great birthday, but that he's heard from uh, he's, that he's heard out that a bird tells him the situation has been resolved. <laughs> and, and oh, Cliff has that fixed reminds everything. me, Kevin, it was your birthday recently. Happy yes, birthday. it was. Thank you. Thank it was. You. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. It was a great <laughs> birthday weekend. Uh, all right, I think that wraps up the show. Great show. I think we just put out a, a masterpiece right here. Right. Oh, easily. Just call me Monet, you know? Yeah. Monet, Manet, Van Gogh, and Leonardo over here. <laughs> Why do we not? All right, that wraps us up. I don't know exactly what the plan is for next weekend. I think we'll have a pod out, but it'll be Christmas weekend. So stay tuned. We'll let you know if there's any updates on our Facebook or Twitter. You can find that. Just go to Just Press Play Podcast. You'll find us wherever we are. And make sure you like and subscribe to wherever you get your podcast on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher and and leave us a rate and review. It helps. We will talk to you guys later. Guys? Peace. 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 Good luck in the fantasy playoffs. The Anyone else here already? Um, so I hate that we're not going to get Canadian football, Mike Leach, Redshirt Rules, and Bryce Young. Like, these are all winning topics we didn't even touch. I had good stuff, too, on all of them. There's a Canadian oh football rule. I hope, are, are any of them going to be good next week? Or? We can have a short one next week or something. We'll just yeah. have a real quick one. Uh, Mike Leach and the and the and the Bryce Young and the playoffs are bowl games still going on. That'll have, that'll stick around. Yeah. Canadian football rules. It's fun. It's still okay. it's still fun. Yeah. Kevin, are you stat? Give me that stat real quick. The stat was Big Ben's uh, fourth quarter dominant play. That is that is incredible. That is yeah. incredible. I did love that. He legit. That, yeah. I think his quarter. He has the like the second or third best quarterback rating in the fourth quarter of the entire NFL right now. I now, first three quarters are not crazy. good. That's because he's so fucking far behind. Got it. Though. But there is oh. there is one argument out there that you could make that maybe he takes three quarters to warm up. So by bringing him in in the fourth quarter, he's no engine. I don't know. Have him go play peewee football down the road until the fourth quarter starts. You go grab him back out. He'll oh be competitive for a little hurt. bit. He, he might, might get, get hurt. hurt. That's true. Good, good point. Yeah. Good point. Kevin, you in the playoffs? Um, I am. I am. Well, actually, my lead's kind of off. We have one more week before the playoffs start. Okay. So I think we're gonna. We might get messed around with with the bye weeks with people sitting out. Not bye weeks, yeah. but yeah. we are. We have locked ourselves in the playoff. Either a two or three seed. Nice. Lifford's Lifford's in the playoffs. I am in the playoffs. Yeah, we're in the playoffs. I'm guessing if you have Dak Prescott, you you kind of I limp you your way. Yeah, you <laughs> lived in. You lived in. Yeah. yeah. Well, how, how about a uh, Happy Valley League? Are we? We are in the playoffs. Number three seed. Now it sure didn't help us that our quarterback went lame, but I we we picked up Tua last week on the bye week. So okay, Miami's got the Jets this weekend. Tua nine. Tua nine against the Jets. Let's Tua nine against the Jets. So I'm I'm feeling like we're going there. I'm, I'm a little and, more concerned and all about all running backs are on the COVID list right now. So Tua's about to be slinging it. Yeah, and I'm a little concerned about Tony Pollard. I want to hear that. It's and I'll say that it's much better to have a torn. We didn't get to this. It's much better to have a torn plantar fascia than it is to have uh, uh, a, a uh, strained or yeah, because yeah. you just need it to just go ahead and break. So it's broke, really? and so it doesn't really help you. So yeah, so it's a lot less pain. So hopefully, I, don't know, he'll be I able think to I know this a guy that might have had one of some similar issues with plantar. I think it's just shitty all around. I got, it's I got a strained one as we speak. It hurts. Yeah, it sucks. I've well, had I think it too. Is, is the argument that if you've got a torn one, you like actually cannot use it for like a week? It lets or go or whatever. 
no. is uh, if you've got a strained one, you're just going to be at 50% for the next month. Yeah, so excuse me, excuse me out there, but uh, when your planter fashes, oh, it lets, it springs, right? When it cramps up or strains, all of a sudden, this is your foot, like this C, right? But the yeah. thing is still there, so it's tightened, so you can't, it, you can't get your foot up. But once it breaks... No, your foot's fine. There's just no bounce. Does it hurt to it. though? It's got a, it's you just, painful, They put a they put an arch in it. They just put an arch in it to keep it up. Doctor Shell's good. Care of you, baby. It's good, but no, it doesn't hurt. There's no nerves in it. That's the thing that's strange. When it's if you've got a strain, it, it it cramps the foot, and that hurts like hell. I don't know if you've ever woke up with plantar fasciitis and you try to take a step. It hurts like hell. But once it once it's cut and it breaks and it comes out, they just put a they just put a support in there, and you're fine. So Maybe that's what I need to do, because when I get up to go yeah. to the bathroom in the middle of the night, dude, <laughs> it hurts. Go out there and rip that bad boy right ask, now. Ask Tammy to go get your blade. Just cut the bottom of your Ooh, blade. That just sounds good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I got to go, I gotta go get a booster. Yeah, go get your booster. Get tough. out of here. Go get that booster, man. See you guys. All right, y'all. Talk to y'all later. All right. Peace out, boys. All right. You're going to have a long file, LJ. Don't forget. Yep. Yeah. Right. And uh, Kevin, send it to me in the morning, I guess, probably, because you'll probably be busy tonight. So. Uh, I might get it to you tonight. I think I can get it to you. Yeah, do what you do. Do what All you right. do. All See you, boys. See you, guys. Peace, y'all. See you. Uh, happy holidays. We don't talk. I'm yep. sure. I'm yes. Christmas. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Say la vie. Bye.